The Garnet Wager is a game where two players compete in challenges while watching episodes of The Genius. Or at least, that's how it usually works. This is a bonus episode. So, just enjoy the conversation, I guess. The normal rules don't apply. So yeah. Begin. Friends and folks in Anya, and welcome to the Garnet Wager. I'm Six Detmar. Yabuseo, I'm Alan. How's it going? You know, it's it's going okay. Uh, I think I think we're all we're all still a bit shaken after the ending of season two. Shooken and we're ready even. for a little. Yeah, shaken and shook, shooken and shooken. Sugar. Uh, so we're ready to take a little time to decompress. And uh, what better way to do that? than to look at the upcoming cast, deal with our final bit of homework and homework assignment, and then after that, take a week off. Hell yeah. Big mood. Love it. Love the game. Love the genius. Let's go. So I guess uh, to start off with, are there any like closing thoughts? Like We've had a little bit of time to chew on Season 2, and is there anything like in retrospect that you're like, actually, I have these other thoughts that have, have sort of since occurred? Um, not particularly. I think... You know, we we mentioned at the end there that season two overall was, you know, an up and down season and, and probably not as strong as the uh, first one, but it was still entertaining. And I think it had a lot more of the sort of comedy and social silliness that I tend to like in the genius, even though I acknowledge that that can sometimes get in the way of like good games. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I mean, it was overall like I didn't dislike it. That's what that's my main thing is I was like, yeah, that's that one's fine. That's solid. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I think the way I ultimately am coming down on it is that while I enjoyed it, it made me a lot more excited for a clean slate. I'm really ready for the genius to be... like It feels like, we talked about before, but having played the genius is such an advantage in playing the genius, right? Mm -hmm. And having these season one returners, people who went so far... It's really, I really appreciate that, what, I really appreciate that we're going to get a clean slate of people who don't, like, who who know the genius from TV, but, but they aren't like. just, like, right, and, aren't, and don't already have a bunch of pre-built connections and aren't just going to immediately, like, take over. I mean, like, Jinho just ran the show until he was eliminated. Um, yeah. And, like... You know, good for him, but also it was kind of frustrating. Um, so I'm ready for a clean slate. For sure, I love I love resets. I love resets in life. I uh, I love resets on TV. I love new seasons, new everything. Give me a, give me a fresh coat of paint, baby. 
So I'm yeah, I'm my my thing about like we finished season two and that's great and it was like a pretty long one and or it felt like a long one and it had some ups and downs, but like let's just go. Let's just get make new friends, new enemies, and uh and really just get into it. Especially after um the sort of the spicy post credits reveal after the last episode. Um I want to be able to play Fantasy Genius without a demon hanging over my head the whole time. So mm-hmm. That was another thing that I'm really excited for. Yeah, well, don't cheat this time, um, please. Okay. <laughs> I won't uh, we'll, cheat this time. <laughs> we'll also change fantasy rules, but we'll announce what those are uh, on the the start of the first episode because we're gonna take part of this this week off. I, I'll be thinking about how to do this. Hell yeah, uh, love it. So let's go ahead and take a look at our roster, shall we? Yes, let's. Um, so first off, uh, we're going we're going according to a list created by our our previous guest and and frequent contributor Reese, um, who who we we saw a little bit of these of these you know player uh, bios before, but now we're getting the full fleshed out versions and with no uh, fake entries on them, which you know more more is the pity, but I suppose we have to at some point mm-hmm. face reality. So I'm going to start off, and, and we're going to read them in the order that uh, that he put them on here. I'm not sure what this order is, if I'm looking at it. I guess the um, the people who went through the uh, open qualifiers are at the bottom. Uh, open casting, excuse right. me, my yeah. Dota. That was my Dota talking, open qualifiers. Um, but So we'll start off with... Uh, oh, and uh, I fully expect to be sent an audio file from perhaps an intrepid listener telling me how to pronounce these names after I butcher all of them in this episode. <laughs> I managed to say hello in Korean at the beginning of this episode, and no one's going to correct me on that because I perfected it. That's good. It's mm-hmm. good to perfect things, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're starting off with Kang Yong-suk. Uh, let's, let's take a look at these game stats here. Uh, I'll, I'll do game stats, you do bios. Does that sound good? Sure. All right, so we got a game sense of two, mm. raw skill of four, <gasps> social game of two, political aptitude of four, and a fame of two. It's an interesting mix. It's weird to have a person who has like high raw skill but not that high game sense, and then a high political aptitude but not that high social game. That sounds strange to me. I wonder how yeah. that'll shake out in play. Yeah, that's the that's a question mark right away. Like fours and twos exclusively is just like, oh, what the hell does that even come out to be? Yeah, yeah, it's a strange combination. I'm I'm curious to see what this guy's like in practice because it seems like you know I. I feel like I'm used to seeing people who have, like, people are either, they can be social, or they can be game style, or, you know, they can be the full package, but being, like, a partial in both is strange. It's very true. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Um, Kang Young-suk graduated from Harvard Law. He's an experienced lawyer with years of experience in crisis management and controversies. And he's made appearances on various TV shows for his skills and experience as a lawyer. So he's like a TV lawyer. Hmm. Excellent. Well, all right. Harvard, Harvard Law School, obviously nothing to sneeze at. Mm-hmm. Um, but he never made it through a season of the Garnet Wagers, so I think we'd still beat him. We've still got one over as far as like what it takes to, yes. to really make it in this world. Um, but, uh, and then, you know, just using these, using, we got official pictures this time. Um, yeah, that's kind of cool. They're like fancy, like drama shots. Uh-huh. It looks like they're on coasters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Genius themed coasters. Um I know he looks he looks I, I think I think this is a guy who's gonna make it D 
decently far, but I don't know that like you know it's 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 our initial initial assessment looking at his stats is not he's not someone I expect to make top three necessarily, but it's hard to tell yet. It's very hard to tell. Yes, I mean Yun Sun was a lawyer, and we know so we know that like lawyers have skills mm-hmm. <laughs> in theory. Um, so we'll have to see how that pans out for uh, Mr. Young Sook in the future. You know, thinking about it, do you want to take like? Do you want to read these, like, take a day, put this episode out after after we record it, you know, obviously it'll take a little time to edit it, but, um, and then, like, a day or two later, do you want to draft? Because I'd like to draft before we see the first episode. Mm, yeah, I would like to, I'm okay drafting before the first, that, that really, just completely, we're getting our whole draft based on this then. Right, but we need a little time to chew on this stuff. Yeah, munch on it, so. I'm into that, I'm into that. Okay. Uh, our next contestant is Kim Jong-hyun. Or just Hoon, I suppose, not Hyun. Uh, my apologies. Uh, game sense of three, raw skill of four, social game of four, political aptitude of three, fame of four. Those are some high stats. Yeah, that's. We might have a Maverick on our hands, uh, everybody. That's a that's a good that's a good looking player. Um, game sense of three, not four, is a little bit worrisome. Mm-hmm. It's important to note that our winner of last season had a game sense of two. So maybe game sense doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> and Roska and Sangmin also had a raw scale of one. So this guy kind of seems like the flip. Um, but yeah. he also has everything. He's got nothing bad. It's mm. He doesn't seem to have a whole lot of weaknesses. No. Um, so yeah, uh, let's go ahead and read that, that bio then, I guess. He is a singer turned actor. He won a Japanese quiz show two years in a row. He has an IQ of 146, and he was ranked the 67th student in the country in his studies. Reading this bio, I've suddenly changed my mind. Ooh, how so? He's going to be a Dai. Oh, God, where he's just super smart and good, but just gets fucked. Yeah, he's just going to get... We're going to have super high expectations, and he'll be really promising, and then he'll get punked. Oh. <laughs> I really hope not. I like him. I'll say he's adorable. He looks like he's a fresh young boy. He looks a little sweaty, but I guess he probably has some. He probably has some pretty bright lights shining on him in that photo, and maybe he's not used to it. So, well, no, he's been on. He's been on Japanese quiz shows. He's, he should not. You should not be that sweaty, my friend. Get and over that's it. That's why I'm not drafting Kim Jong Hoon. That's it. I decided. You know what I'm calling it now. I'm not uh-huh. sweaty boys. They got no space on my my team. Has five stars in every stat, and you're like, but his picture's so bad. I can't pick him. Yeah. Reese just wanted to hide his last stat, which is sweatiness, which is also five stars. Yeah, he uh, is 67th in his country in his his uh, specific field of study, which was sweatiness. Um, let's move on to our next player. Uh, here's here's a name that I'm definitely going to butcher. Uh, ha, uh, ha Yeonju is what I want to say. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, I made it sound right. It just <laughs> is wrong. It's fine. Um. So, game sense of two, raw skill of four, social game of four, political aptitude of two, fame of three. Um, I like a raw skill social game combination. That's interesting. It is very interesting. Um, what does that mean, though? Raw skill and social game means you're good and you're good. <laughs> well, so it means like you're 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 talented at playing games and figuring out solutions, and also you're good at making allies. But it seems like perhaps she's bad at uh, sort of sensing out the flow of a game mm-hmm. and the flow of alliances. 
Oh. We're not bad, just not as amazing. She sort of she can she can make great things happen, but she doesn't have good awareness. Perhaps is what I'm gathering from this. Yeah, an actress and member of Mensa International with an IQ of 156. So she said, "Fuck you, Jung Hoon. Take take that." Uh, she's very smart, very smart. Um, that's a, that's another tricky one. Also, uh, a listener Reese provided us with the Korean written out names and you can put those into google translate and get your pronunciations right if you want i guess if you trust google translate (laughs) yeah i don't trust i don't trust that's my excuses i don't trust google translate it's definitely not that i'm lazy no don't please and also that my keyboard's not here okay (laughs) fair enough wait how what are you hold on are you not recording on a keyboard my keyboard we'll get to it when we talk about homework Oh. But for reasons, I had to put my keyboard away. Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see. Okay. Okay. Next up in our group of new friends is uh, Jang Dongmin. Uh, game skill or game sense of two, raw skill of one, social game of four, political aptitude of four, fame of four. Um, seems to be having a real good time in this picture here. Yeah. Uh, this is a person whose name I've heard a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, just talking, talking to genius people. Dongmin is a name that comes up a lot. Yeah. Uh, that said, does he have worse raw skill and game sense than Songmin? Ra- Songmin has a raw skill of one, game sense two. So he okay, has so the they're same stats they're, as they're the same. Um, the difference is his political aptitude is higher. Mmm, interesting. I'm just going to go ahead and say the word Reese bias here, and then we'll move on. That's one word, by the way. It's a compound word. It's German. Reese bias? Yes. Yeah. There we go. I've seen this guy on shows before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this man. He's great. Yeah? Whose man's is he? I'm just Oh, he's checking. on... Oh, he's on... Um, He's another person who I know from K-pop television. <laughs> I just saw his face at one of these. Oh, and he's... Mm, I don't mean to... I know we're not supposed to look at, like personal drama but apparently he had some beef with kim gura at some point wait no that's good personal drama yeah, good for him fuck gura <laughs> dongmin flared Let's... at kim gura back in when was this video 2016 all right i'll look into this <laughs> like i mean there's personal drama like like oh this person is an alcoholic or whatever right that's that's bad drama we don't want our show but then there's drama like called a misogynist an asshole like yeah, yeah, yeah. go for it <laughs> welcome to the show Glad to have you. Also, I still like your photo. My thing with with him though is his comedy. He's like known as like the yeah the loud swearing comedian. Like he cusses a lot, and uh-huh. often the guy who just is like loud and and boisterous can can maybe be shitty. I don't know. I have no idea. And also, it, we do have a, an entry for our fantasy points that you know fantasy points may change, but there is one that says you lose points if you swear. You swear. So that's true. <laughs> That's really true. Maybe I would hope he holds it back for uh, for shows. Uh, well, what's what's this bio here? Oh, his bio. He's a comedian of ten years, as of twenty fourteen, I guess. Uh, he's experienced in crafting offhand and unexpected jokes. He has high adaptability and senses with an incredible intuition that can outdo Lee Sang Min. So that remains to be seen. I mean, yeah. This is again Reese Bias. This is. <laughs> uh-huh. I guess. I guess if this guy wins his season, we can say that. We can say that. Well, I guess we haven't seen the season like, but it's like yeah. okay. But like, if he doesn't, 
maybe it's a stronger season, but Songmin did win a season and get to a final three in another. I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how, how strong the bias is. This one's a weird case where I'm like, wait, I have seen this guy in enough stuff that if I see him on the show, I will have something similar to the reaction that the average viewer would have, which is like, hey, it's that guy. Wow. And like that alone can be fun, you know, even if he's not um, good. Uh, anyway, next is oh. Nam Hui Jong, uh, game sense of two, raw skill of five. Social game of one, political aptitude of two, fame of two. I have to, every time I see there, like, some of these stats, if you have, like, a political aptitude of one, it's like, okay, sure, or fame of one. But, like, social game of one, I hear that, and I'm like, oh, like, someone can call you an idiot and you wouldn't notice. And then, like, game sense of one is, like, you're, you're like, yes, Yahtzee, and the other person's like, That's we're playing Yahtzee. Risk. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're outside playing baseball. <laughs> what are you talking about? Here's the thing. Actually, first of all, he is a KAIST graduate. He has a genius level IQ of 173, which is higher than everyone else we've talked about. Uh, he's a private lecturer. He's desperate, desperate for his chance at redemption from his short-lived time on a Genius Rule Breaker, from which he became a meme after going uh, Forest Field <laughs> a whole bunch. Um, here's the thing. I would almost consider picking him sheerly on the fact that he has uh, he's an underdog now because mm-hmm. they re- you don't I don't think this guy just leaves again in like week two. Um, that'd be so funny. That'd be so <laughs> funny. But it'd be such a bummer. And I would feel really bad yeah. for him. Uh, mm-hmm. The other thing is like, you know, getting far in the genius doesn't necessarily win you fantasy genius points. As I learned by picking Jung Hyun, who t- fucking fumbled his way into third place. Um, so maybe he's not good for our picks, but I'll, that's definitely one that I'm going to like put a star next to and think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely keeping that one in mind as well. Um, and also not sweaty, so I can actually thinking about him. Yeah, he looks composed now. He's not like, look how mm-hmm. silly he is. He's like, this is a dude. This is a guy. I got you. Mm-hmm. This, this is a a friend. I guess we'll see. We'll see. Uh, next is Shina Young. Uh, game sense of three, raw skill of five, social game of three, political aptitude of three, fame of four. Great profile photo. I imagine this is going to be on one of our teams. This yeah. lady seems, yeah. Well, let's let's let's. I guess let's read the bio before I get too into it. Shin Ayoung is a sports announcer, a Harvard grad, and a daughter, and the, the daughter of the Financial Services Commission chairman. She's fluent in four languages and possesses a notable positive energy. That last part is very, very good for Fantasy Genius. You know what? It's, it's, it's one of those things that's severely underrated. You've got to have that positive mental attitude to get yourself through the hard times, to survive betrayal, and to sway people to your cause. And I'm expecting a lot. From from Shin Ah Young here. Yeah, that's that's our that's our person. I mean, we we've been saying how this show, like, I want to see the women make it further. I want to see different types of people make it further, and not just have the same boys club make the top three. Um, like in season two, like let's get there, let's get her to the top. I want to see it happen, fighting and whatnot. It's, it's honestly at a point where I am hesitant to pick people for fantasy genius because I'm like. No, they're just going to get thrown into DMs because they're women. And I'm going to lose a bunch of points. <laughs> and that sucks. Let's be optimistic. Let's move on. 
Okay. Uh, we have another person here. You can go ahead. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm sorry. <laughs> His photo's a lot. Uh, oh. Lee Jung Bum. He's got uh, Game Sense of 3, Roskill of 2, Social Game of 2, Political Aptitude of 4, and a Fame of 2. Um, and he looks pretty unhappy in this photo. He... <laughs> Is, is like is he mad or trying to look intense or constipated or all three at he once? He looks like he farted and he knows you know and he wants you to kind of just sit in it. He is a webtoon writer and illustrator who uses his knowledge of the human psyche in his work, which has been adapted into a TV show, and he has worked as a radio DJ, being able to psychologically read callers with a few words. Wait a minute. That's clutch. Maybe. That's- that seems strong. Uh, he has a low social game, though. Yeah, when you can read people's... Like, telepaths never have friends. We know how this works. I watched Babylon 5 once. That's not... It's not psychically. It's psychologically. Same thing. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, that's cool. <laughs> Words don't mean anything anymore, I guess. <laughs> great. Great. So John glad Bunk I studied could be a lot. He could be. He could be our uh, guy Angle from... or our demon. <laughs> yep. Pull my devil trigger. Sorry. Sorry, you were trying to actually say something. No, it's fine. I don't want to say it anymore. Next okay, up. Okay, great. <laughs> you, uh, Sujin. I got you this. Oh, did I read his thing? I did. Yeah. You, Sujin. Uh, she has... We're going to mix it up this time. Because <laughs> we're already here. Game Sense 2. Raw Skill 3. Social Game 2. Political Aptitude 3. Fame of 1. It's really just... That's something I'm looking at. Yeah, so going home in episode two or three, I'm guessing. Uh, a financial planner of the elites, the most requested investment lecturer from countless corporations and schools. Um, honestly, there's a level, there's also a level of this, I feel like, where you have some people come in here who are such a big deal in like a non-celebrity way, right? Like, this is a great example here. I think she's enough of a big deal where she's just like, no, she's just, like, really well paid to do her job well, and she's not that much about the spotlight. Um, I don't know that she's that motivated to stick around, honestly. Yeah. It seems like it seems like a person for whom the genius is a fun novelty, but they aren't probably going to go all in to win it because they just don't care that much. Hmm. Here's, yeah, she's, I have, I, I feel like I'm not getting a lot out of this. Did you read, did you read her bio? I'm sorry. Uh, yes, I did. Okay, yeah. Financial planner, good. Like that. My investment lecturer, maybe good. Maybe she knows how to, you know, w- hold back on plays and not rush into things. Uh, yeah, I also unfortunately see this as a eliminated in a DM in week two or three. Tragic. Mm-hmm. But who knows? We could. I, I would honestly love if we were completely wrong on that one. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, what's our next one? It appears to be Quan Jury, who has a game sense of three, raw skill of three, social game of two, political aptitude of three, and a fame of one. Oh. Uh Hmm. She seemed like I don't know, those stats those stats seem pretty middle of the road. Um So I don't know what to what to think of that. The, what do you what, what's our what's our bio here? Judy is one of the per- people who I think Reese was saying went to the same school as our favorite dealer. Um, 
Oh, yeah. Her bio says she's a beauty pageant semifinalist and now dealer that has experienced incredible players firsthand and is able to keep her cool no matter the situation. So, confidence is the name of the game. Um, I always feel weird about Fame 1 because it means that, like, yeah, they're not going to be able to use, like, people's recognition of them to their advantage much, but it do- that doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. That doesn't affect the way they play games. Mm-hmm. But we we don't know how alliance-heavy Season 3 is going to be. We've heard it's, you know, the fan base likes it more, so hopefully it's less alliance-heavy than Season 2 because they didn't like that. Um, but these are all things we can only kind of guess around. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to be sure. Um yeah, I don't feel like I'm getting much of a read off of her right here. I guess we'll have to we'll have to see more. Maybe that's the way she wants it. Apparently she has an incredible ability to keep her cool, so maybe she's kept her cool so well I can't read her. Um we'll have to find out. We're going to kick it to our last four here who are the people who made it through the uh open casting process. The open casting process was basically uh audition and also like a quiz as i understand it they were given some like some riddles as preliminary tests and stuff yeah interesting stuff Um, in that preliminary test yeah so uh our first person to pass is kim kyung hoon who has a game sense of two raw skill of four social game of two political aptitude of two and a fame of zero Right, everybody in this casting thing is listed as fame of zero because none of them are, like, famous, obviously. Uh, No, two of them have a fame of one. Wait, really? Oh, shit. You're right. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm completely wrong. Oh, because one of them, yeah, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. But for the most part, they're just people who just showed up, so. Yeah, this guy's yeah. just a dude. Um, mm-hmm. He was one of the only applicants out of 3,000 to pass through the audition process and make it onto the Genius. Another graduate from Seoul University, and he answered one out of four questions in the audition process. Hmm. That's a. That seems like a low bar. Mm-hmm. They must have had some hard fucking questions. I kind of hope some of these. I mean, this is the question, right? If none of these people have played, because we talked about how, like, if you're at home and you watch The Genius and you're smart, you could probably get on The Genius and kick ass more than like most celebrities could. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't imagine that the finale is going to be like. You know, the two of these people against each other. Well, and the problem is that kicking ass means something like it's it's such a, a relative thing because there's, there, you know, especially since last season, we've seen how much being smart can be rendered irrelevant by politics. True. So I think that's 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 the struggle that I think especially these open open uh, audition people face is. I don't know how well they're going to handle the political side of things when they're just, pardon me, but randos. It's, yeah, it's it's such a, I mean, that's cool. Again, that's these are all good things. Like, no, not knowing what they're going to do, not knowing, like, where they're going to fall in the game, in the season, in the relationship game. Maybe they all form an alliance and they all, like, work together really well. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of things possible, but I think this guy making it, as far as he did in the audition process, suggests that he at least has a basic competence? Yeah, I hope so. Me too. Um, I guess the other thing to point out is that since, you know, like, I feel like for for these players, uh, like, social game and political aptitude become way more important because if you don't have a very strong social game, you can kind of make up for it with fame by being mm-hmm. someone everyone knows and likes. But these are all, 
either complete unknowns or relative unknowns. So they really need to have a strong social game to survive, I think. Right. Make friends fast. Keep them. Eat, to eat your friends. Become your friends. Transform into your friends. What? Hey, what's who's next on this fun list? Oh, he's, he's handsome. Yeah, our next player is Kim Yoo Hyun. Uh, game sense of three, raw skill of four, social game of two, political aptitude of four, and a fame of one. Those are pretty strong stats for an open open contestant. Mm-hmm. Very strong stats. Uh, he was an English lecturer and poker player. Hey, that knows Im Yuan. <laughs> Hey, uh, taking time off from studying computer science uh, to be on the show. He was ranked third in Manila's Texas Hold'em tournament in 2012. And he answered three out of the four questions in the audition process. So this guy, this guy's got potential. Yeah, he really does. I, uh, I, am, I am pretty impressed with his, his numbers and his bio here. And I, uh, I want to see more from, from, this, from this young fella. Would you that's consider? How pe- that's how people talk about it. Would you consider days. throwing this this friend on your uh, on your squad? I mean, he's in he's in the running. I'm, I'd certainly consider him. I don't know. I you know, no decisions have been made. But wonderful. Um, speaking of people on squads, uh, we have our next our second our penultimate friend. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh Hyun Min, game sense of four, raw skill of five. Social game of two, political aptitude of two, fame of one. I think that's some of the highest like game playing ability we've seen since Jinho. Yeah, and his bio is intimidating, to be honest with you. Uh, he's a winner of Kais the Genius, which is, and he is the Genius's youngest participant ever. He is in 2018, 23 years old. He's a year younger than someone else on this podcast, who may be me. Uh, and he answered four out of four questions in the audition process with ease. Fuck! I think we have a boy. Oh, I think we have a Jimmy Neutron on our hands. Oh, it's supposed to say with an easel. Oh, he did it with it's an typo. easel, like his painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just painted the answers, and it's just like ta-da. So here's a question for you that I'm going to ask you on the air to hold you to it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Loser makes first fantasy pick. Loser of last season makes first fantasy pick this season. Uh sure. All okay. right, cool, sweet. <laughs> Yeah, if you want Hyun Min, that's fine. I love him so much. He's so cute. He's he's a baby. I wasn't gonna take him anyway. He's a baby. (laughs) I want to have a friend. I I love. Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. And then our uh, our last contestant here, another our last open qualifiers contestant. I know I keep forget open audition. Whatever. Uh, Choi Yun Seong. Uh, Boy, I butchered that one. Boy, that was bad. No, I really don't. Do you want me to give you the Google Translate? Uh, uh, game sense of two, raw skill of four, social game of two, political aptitude two, fame zero. Mm-hmm. And what's that bio? He is an Oriental doctor, which Reese explained to us. Uh, he ended up being in the top 0.03% of the 03 SATs. And it is unknown how many questions he answered correctly in the audition process. Maybe he answered five out of four. <laughs> Maybe he's that good. Now, I know you're thinking, boy, this guy seems good, right? Yeah. Let me put it to you this way, though. Uh-huh. Look at his profile picture. Yeah. Kind of looks like Jim Carrey. Oh, God. I was gonna, <laughs> I was thinking about putting him on my team. <laughs> I'm I right. Cannot. He kind of does. 
He looks like he's got. Well, no, I hope he doesn't have that. That hairstyle's a mess, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a bad look. Mm. You look bad, my friend. Oh boy. Uh, he he would have gotten four out of four questions, but one of the questions was, "What's up with your hair?" And he had no answer. <laughs> Goodness gracious, Yunsung, you can't, you can't. I don't know. His stats are kind of bad, to be honest with you. That could be a week one drop. Mm-hmm. I'm almost as I'm almost as into picking our week one loser as I am in our winner, <laughs> and I don't know if that's mean or what, but that's how I feel. No, fair enough. Um, and then let's go ahead and and take care of our our homework real quick because I'm already late. Uh, <laughs> Oopsie. Uh, it's gonna happen. What are you gonna do? Mm. Um, so for homework, uh, I, I had it left over and I, uh, ended up building some gunpla while listening to some K-pop videos. Mm. Oh, you did all of my favorite things at once. That's great. I'm so glad you did that. I also drank tea. Oh, um, what kind of tea? Uh, I, uh, Mandarin orange spice tea. Okay. I like it. That's what it's called. So it's a tea I've been drinking since I was a little kid. Mm. I like it. It's one of the teas of my childhood. So, uh, the gunpla I've been building is the, uh, hi, uh Master Grade? Destiny Gundam? Did I we ever learn right? how grades work? Yes. If you have the box handy, just look at the box. Yeah, it's Master Grade. Okay, great. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then the videos I was watching, I was watching a playlist of, uh, music videos by the band Twice. Sorry, I'm making a face right now. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> so it's it's been it's an interesting experience. I think I'll I'll do this some more. Um but I guess I have a few thoughts. One is as far as gunpla, all my fears were realized. Okay. This is much of an as much of a nightmare as I had we had worried it would be. There okay. are like steps that like looking at the directions, the steps don't make any sense to yeah. me because they're the the pictures are not detailed enough to portray what they want me to do. Yep. There are parts that are like really fiddly and you kind of have to force them and you're really scared they're going to break. Yeah, I love it. I love that shit though. I, uh, yeah, I basically like, I'll finish this kit and then I think I'm just going to do high grades because I don't like doing master grades. This sucks. Master grades are really scary. The thing is, like, the feeling of it coming together and working is exciting and it it kind of feels like you're getting more for your money because you're making you know a more complex kid and it, it is more posable if you're into that sort of thing but like if you just like the process of building a kit then yeah i guess like a high grade is more just like i want to enjoy these pieces and not stress out about this because the one master grade that i built has already broken because i tried taking it somewhere and also while i was building it i had to super glue it multiple times because it was so fiddly that's fair enough yeah yeah, it's just it's just a little too a little too stressful for me. Um as far as the uh music itself, um so I got through let me see, I got through ten songs, I think. Yes, ten songs. Uh just going straight through on the on the twice music video playlist. Um I don't know. It's yeah. it's so there's there are a few interesting comments. One is I mean like there are a few songs on here that I just like like uh I assume probably their most popular song. I'm gonna guess their most popular song is TT because that song fucking bangs. Yeah, well it's up there. Yes, it's like um top three. Yes, very very good song. Mm-hmm. I was I like that one a lot. Cute video. Um, I'm I didn't watch very much of the videos because I was building Gunpla. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I did, I did peek up a few times. I don't know. I've never been a music video fan. I don't like, I just, I just, the, the medium itself doesn't really connect with me. Yeah. Honestly. Um, one of the things that I noted that was interesting was that, so there was a point in it where they had, um, yeah, it was, uh, they had a a Japanese version of TT and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Now I can kind of understand, Mm -hmm. you know, the message of the song as opposed to when it's in Korean. Um, and then uh, later they had the song uh, "Likey," and that was also in Japanese. Are they like, are they a Korean Japanese band or what? Kind of. So uh, I, okay, uh, they are a band formed uh, as with a lot of K-pop groups um, on a television show on a reality show that aired back in I think 2015 or 2016. Correct me if I'm wrong, somebody, um, and. Some of them are Japanese, so when you hear, like, Japanese versions of songs, that's because... And that's actually a really common thing in K-pop, is because, like, if you're going to appeal to the Japanese market, you don't they don't really like songs out of their language much, so they kind of want, like, their version of it. Um, so it's entirely, like, designed to appeal to the market. But yeah, like, I think three members of Twice are Japanese. Hmm. Like, 100% born, born and raised, and then moved to Korea when they, became, when they you know, joined the group. Uh, which is cool. It means that it's not just like it kind of expands the the worldliness of the group. Like they're not all, you know, same upbringing, same uh, style of stuff that they've been into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Because you have two rappers, you have uh, a person who's exclusively there for dancing and gets to sing one time. Like you have a lead vocalist and a, and like who also and they all sort of multitask and you know they're very multi uh, talented. Hmm. I'm curious what song uh, stuck out to you the most. You said TT was a big, you're a big fan of. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I mostly thought they were fine and not great. Yeah. Um, I, it was, I, I oddly, Merry and Happy stood out to me because I have spent enough time working food service and retail yeah. that hearing a Christmas song that I didn't actively loathe was like, oh, okay. All right. I guess this is neat. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I kind of like, it was kind of just, it was all right. You know, I, I liked the tone of it more than the actual songs and it makes me want to tr- like branch out and try other, you know, bring me successfully made me want to branch out and try other K-pop. Cause it was like, I think I generally like this thing. Yeah. I just don't know if I was as impressed with these folks in particular. Part of the thing that's really fascinating about going through their videos in order is you get to watch them, uh, A, watch their budget increase going from like uh, Ooh Ah, which is their first music video when they debuted as a group and they had like no aesthetic whatsoever. It's like a zombie thing, but it's also just like some of them are in like leather and then some of them are in like cute skirts and none of them have like a vibe. One of them's in like a gym outfit for no reason. And it's just, Mm -hmm. and it looks like it's, it looks like, I'll be honest, some of the, um, like something about the cinematography reminds me of like a student film, and then you jump all the way forward to BDZ Bulldozer, which just came out, um, you know, a couple weeks on the sixteenth of August, and that song is a entirely in Japanese because at this point they are like fully trying to embrace other markets, and B is like a Mission Impossible action film where they rescue CGI dolls from uh, terrorists. It's hmm. wild. <laughs> um, it's become my my like one of my new favorite songs of theirs, but it. Uh, I think I like where their sort of style has gone over time, but I, I will, see. I'll agree that like, 
if you're watch again if you're watching in order, there's like a string of a couple that are just kind of fine until you get to Likey, which is my favorite Twice song. Hmm. Um, Likey Heart Shaker is another one that you like. If you ever go to like a Korean market, you'll almost certainly hear Heart Shaker because it's very like designed to be played on speakers at a store. Hmm. Um, and then the other thing is you mentioned that you like the musical style, but like I think one of my negatives with Twice is that the, the aesthetic they decided to stick to is like cutesy bubblegum adorable mm-hmm. gay pop music uh some of them i think are actually queer women it's great uh but they're not allowed to come out because it's fucking whatever anyways yeah. uh if you don't like that cutesy style then yeah there are tons of other groups for you to listen to uh that are popular and good and have been good the whole time like but this is very much a like 101 i just want to put some fucking k-pop on in the background i throw on this all and music video playlist and i just go off on it like you know, it's all it's all fine. Hmm. I personally would recommend it if you want just like more that isn't this this exact style. I mean, I like Blackpink a lot. The thing is, they only have like eight songs total, uh, maybe. Um, they're really great though. That's a group of four. Uh, Red Velvet have been around a little bit longer. They're kind of a similar style, but they're more. Uh, a lot more like jazzy and kind of sexual, but like not in like a horny way. Cause that's the other cool thing about K-pop is it's almost never explicitly horny. Like it's always just like, we're adorable and powerful and cool. And we dress well, and this is cute, but like, we're not here to, for the male gaze or whatever, for the straight Mm. gaze, you know, we're just here for, uh, to perform for you. Um, you see, I think a lot about, you what? nothing <laughs> i think a lot about the the k-pop fandom and, and like the twice fandom and honestly the k-pop, k-pop fandom in general is kind of a fucking mess but like sometimes stuff like this brings people together in really cool ways like i was just at um uh, a coffee shop like y- literally yesterday and uh the person giving me my coffee at the drive-thru saw my sh- i have a shirt that it's like a pink shirt that says playstation in english and japanese and she mm-hmm. was like, is that Japanese? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, oh, I know all about that because I've been getting into K-pop recently. Which, first of all, <laughs> Japanese and Korean aren't the same language. Don't do that. That's fine. Whatever. And then she was like, oh, yeah, I just went to KCON. And we started talking about, like, Super Junior, which I'm sure the Genius fans will remember. Uh, we talking about Twice. And she was like, yeah, I don't love Blackpink that much, but I do love that song with the gun, the finger guns, which is, like, adorable. And we like had this little bonding moment over the fact that we like this music together. Like it's very, it's, sometimes it's nice. So I wanted to share it with you so that we could have a nice thing together. That's all. Yeah. Well, uh, off off the air, we'll have we'll have more nice times as I try out different stuff and see if there's something a little more. Like yeah, I didn't I didn't dislike this, but it wasn't totally to my taste, and so I'll explore the possibilities a little more. Hell yeah! Just to sort of whet your appetite. As far as your homework, mm-hmm. uh, for episode one of season t- three now, um, I would like you to play some of Devil May Cry 4, um, because you are not, uh, not a character action person, and, uh, I don't know, I'd like to, I'd like to get you an introduction to the world with an entry in that genre that is, I would say, fundamentally sound, but also very flawed in an yeah. interesting way. I'm, excited that because this is also my first devil well i played like the first level of the new dmc but i've never really played a devil may cry game and i watched uh the opening cutscene to this and it looks 
I mean, batshit is a word I can say. It's wild. It looks wild. I'm excited. Wild is definitely the thing they go for. Absolutely. It, so it's the it, are these the people that went on to make Bayonetta? Is that correct? Uh, no, there was a split. Um, I mean, the people who made I think one and th- uh, one definitely, and I think worked on three ended up going to do Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. Four is at this point a different group. Okay, because there were like aesthetic things in that opening cutscene. I was like, this just seems like Bayonetta, but like with a guy, and then not entirely, not a hundred percent, like not yeah. as extreme. Well, we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it's time for the plug zone because I'm already 15 minutes late. Hey, all right, I'll give it to you, Speedy. Here it comes. Uh, Chats Pod is Chats, a television podcast. My friend John and I host it. We talk about TV. It's great. It's a nice time. It's wholesome. We're watching Babylon 5. We just put out the first episode of us talking about the series. It seems really good so far. Check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all I got. All right. Uh, six Detmar, Six Detmar on Twitter. Um, and then the little bumper at the end of the thing. Uh, sorry to run there, buddy, but thanks and bye. Bye. I love you. You're listening to a Scanline Media Network podcast. Check out our other podcasts, like Bottle Crow Reborn. So here's the thing, Nick. Nobody cares. <laughs> no. It's not about that. Uh, you actually convinced me. Shit. The Garnet Wager. Uh, and immediately we get Yunji being like, so hang on. Why does everyone call Jinho Kong? And Jinho, like, really circuitously explains because they're making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it means th- it means bean, but it's all, like, small person, and, like, I'm... Neutral game. So, if you reverse the frame data, you can still play the game, and it'll just sometimes take longer to figure some stuff out. Oops, all anime gaiden. I've known some podcasters with taste, and they're all cowards. <laughs> Let's talk about today's menu oh my God. for the Emia family. Operation Serial. Episode 4 yep. was a bit more understandable, but also, I continue to sour on these kids. I think they're dicks. <laughs> okay, that's fair. And our patron-only podcast, Oops All Anime. And he has the blessed privilege of getting an invite. He shreds it in front of her, looks her in the eye, uh, like touches Wipes her face. Wipes a tear off of her eye. <laughs> Wipes a tear off her eye and goes, I'll kill you. Visit Scanline Media at scanlinemedia.com and our Patreon at patreon.com slash scanlinemedia.